Yo, what's good, everybody? And this week's episode is brought to you by our amazing partners over at Manscaped. Guys, Manscaped is the number one company for men's below-the-belt grooming, and I am a huge fan of Manscaped. Guys, you know here at The Roommates, we're always giving you all the tools and resources to level up and become the best version of yourself physically, emotionally, spiritually, and financially, and Manscaped is helping you guys take care of it physically. <laughs> guys, Manscaped has the perfect package 3.0. I'm telling you, every single guy needs to get himself the perfect package 3.0 because know what it has, guys? It has a lawnmower. 3.0. Yes, yes, yes. One of my favorite products, guys, because a lawnmower 3.0 is going to manscape you with elegance, with precision, with crisp and every single guy should be manscaped guys it is not the year 1980s anymore you know what i mean bushes are no longer in guys trim the tree and it'll be a little bit taller <laughs> guys go ahead and go to manscaped.com use the offer code the roommates and you'll get 20 percent off plus free shipping yes guys use the offer code the roommates at checkout you will thank me later and let's get to this week's episode this week on a roommate's podcast. That actually is a good point, Fees. And that's something that I think needs to be talked about more is this journeyman mindset. Because a lot of times what happens is people become drunk off their success, especially mm. instant success, right? Yeah. And what happens is they end up taking the elevator, reaching the top floor to Eric's point. But they didn't uh, They didn't build the character that's developed through taking the stairs. Mm -hmm. So now that they've gotten to the top floor, they don't have the character to sustain it, right? And we've all seen those guys. Because imagine the guy that was cool in high school, right? goes to college think those skills are going to transfer over yeah eh, then sometimes they don't right then you think of the guy like i know a lot of guys that were like cool in college right yeah. like they were the guy they were in the fraternity like myself but they were the guy but now transitioning into real life mm. they thought their past success was just going to magically transfer over into this new area of life but they didn't realize that you're always going to have to make adjustments Yo, what's good, everybody? It's Hafiz. Chris, the star of the show, baby. Yes, yes, yes. Welcome back. Welcome back to another episode of The Roommates. And I don't even think we need to waste any time. No. Our favorite people in the world, <laughs> Joe and Eric, back and better. How y'all doing? Good. Yeah, what's going on, guys? Yeah. Man, y'all told me our DMs was lit. Humble. Okay. H and H and H. got the jokes today, huh? Yeah. I tried my best, man. Yeah. How was everybody's Valentine's Day? <laughs> uh, you know, Mine was it. excellent. How was yours, Chris? Let's <laughs> go. <laughs> Who'd you invite this time? Hey, come on. Man. <laughs> Everybody calm down. Oh, man. Hey, man, I saw moms on Valentine's Day. Nah. Some chocolate, <laughs> you know. So you hey, go cap. Hey, hey. <laughs> no, for real, for real, for real, for real, for real. I really want to go see my moms on Valentine's Day, make sure she was straight. The whole day. Um, yeah, yeah, the whole day, man. And then uh, <laughs> I went back to my spot, and I, I was just chilling. Just prayed after that, Just prayed. Me and God, we was having a nice little powwow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 High value. <laughs> 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 oh, okay. Yeah. I see what's going on. <laughs> You got, the, you got the shirt out with another extra button. What's going on? Yeah, you trying to, oh, you trying to, man, you trying to man, right. somebody? Oh, man, my man did all his push-ups. <laughs> <laughs> I see. 
So we got jokes. I see what's happening. Now. All right, let's go then. You know what's interesting is before every episode, I see Joe always reading a book. I feel like those are his bars. I'll be honest with you. I, for a fact, that popped in my head. I was like, he's going over whatever kind of sentence, you know, Cartier, you know what I mean? Whatever he has to remember. It's kind of, it's crazy. What's in the book, brother? Oh, my gosh. Look, man, you know, through life, you have little experiences. And, you know, I just like to jot down my experiences. You know, I remind myself sometimes, you know? Y'all really good with women, huh? How y'all talk? Y'all got, okay, I see what's going on. It's the words. It's the wordsmith. Hey, you quiet, but you I'm smooth. Not, I'm not I'm not, I'm not, in not this, of what you speak, brother. I'm not in this conversation. <laughs> you and Joe. You got to watch out for these guys. Yeah. Yeah. i tell you what. Oh, my God. Oh, man. So, uh, so how's, this, how's the suit business going? Man, all is well. Um, busy, but busy is good. Yeah. You know, just trying to continue to expand and grow. Got some really, really big things coming soon. So, I'm, I'm one of those people, and I know Joe as well. We like to just... Push the results. Don't, yeah. want, don't like to talk yeah. too much. So. Yeah, anytime That's y'all need a male model, you know yeah. what I mean? I got you. Yeah, y'all keep saying, I got you. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same tactic they use to the women. Y'all keep oh getting my hopes up, man. <laughs> but, but no, in all seriousness, man, to Eric's point, I think it's going well. It's just about kind of saying even kill. You know, you don't want to get too high or get too low because at the end of the day, as you guys know, entrepreneurship, you have really good months. Yeah. And you have really bad months sometimes. Yeah. So yeah. it's like, yeah. I think you don't want to get too high because then when it gets low, you kind of have that loss of dopamine. Mm-hmm. You know, it kind of makes you feel a little depressed. Right. And then right. you never want to get too low either. So yeah. I think it's just about staying even keel and, and never smelling yourself too much, which whatever part of the process you're at. So, so how is that journey that, you know, that up and down feeling? Because, you know, we we definitely yeah. know what that means. So yeah. like how y'all, you know, staying even keel and helping each other out? Um. Man, I, I think it's just keeping the goal in mind. You know what I mean? It's not about the day. It's about the week. It's not about the week. It's about the month. It's not about the month. It's about the year. So just continuing to just keep in mind what we're aiming to do um, and just kind of going from there. You know, like Joe said, never get tired, never get too low, um, and just keep the goal in mind. That's all, man. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, it's it's a numbers game, right? right. So, And that's one thing that made us really successful even when we were at sales or when we were doing selling for our previous companies. We always understood that, man, look, I could have a hundred no's, but that just like mentally the way I take that is, okay, I might have a hundred no's now, but that means I'm getting closer to my yeses. And you never know what part of the deck that you're going to get when it's being shuffled, but you just have to understand and have that faith that you're going to get closer to the good stuff. It's just, you never know when it's going to be allotted. Yeah. Right. And after winter comes, you know, spring and summer. So you just kind of have that almost that ant philosophy. You almost have to trick yourself. Yeah. You know I mean, you have to change the way you think, you know, the mindset is everything. So No, I hear you. Same yeah. way with women. First three were good. Yeah. <laughs> Fourth one, you got to try to force it in there, man. You got to try to force it. He was it fun himself. It was a heat check. He, was, he pulled up from half. He was like, let me it's just check if it's check. good. And honestly, it bounced out. Uh, it went in a full game. Logo Lillard over here. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. How, how's the Patreon been, though? How's that been? Oh, man. Yeah. Man, we have a great group of guys over on Patreon. Yeah. Uh, it's been growing pretty rapidly, yeah. which is a blessing. Um, it's been good so far. We only started it on December 28th. Oh, so wow. okay. it's been a short amount of shout time. Out the, but shout out to that day. It's my birthday. Oh. I knew that was a good day when I said yeah, start. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. Um, but, man, we have some really great guys over there. Mentorship and everything is going well. So no complaints. Yeah. Um, to Eric's point, man, I think it's just been amazing to see the reach. Right. right. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, we have guys from London. We have guys from Nigeria. So just to see how far the reach is, I think is, it just shows not only the power of the internet, but kind of even, um, 
the interest in kind of what we do because sometimes you never really realize if what you do is of interest to other people until you get into a situation like that where people are really wanting to seek this knowledge and really interested um in in the things that you have going on so Mm -hmm. that's dope that's dope yeah nah um Patreon's always that thing, you know what I mean? That process of just ups and downs, yeah. growing it, just learning, you know, navigating it. So, like, where can people, what is your Patreon account so people can sign up to it? Yeah, so our Patreon is going to be patreon.com slash Harrison and Hines. Yeah. Please check us out. We got yeah. a lot of stuff going on, um, style videos. You know, we do one-on-one sessions. We have group calls. Our group call last uh, couple weeks ago was super dope. Was like awesome. Joe said, we had one guy who woke up. He's in China right now. Yeah. Woke up early so he could go to the cafe, hop on the call. So awesome, it, it's been man. really nice, man. Really, really yeah. dope, guys. Yeah, y'all giving out like style advice and what to, yeah. what to wear. Yeah, giving out like homework. Yeah. Like, it's, it's fun, man. I enjoy it. So like, <laughs> give out homework. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. Listen, really, man. I mean, even for example, like one of the things we were just posting too is like, for instance, if guys are having trouble, let's say, getting an actual look for an event, we actually had them post kind of event that maybe they're going to, and then we're actually going to do a video showing them, okay, this is how we would style that look. So, um, I mean, like I said, it's really about just kind of building a community of guys, and, and that's kind of been the fun part. So if that's something that people are interested in, you know, definitely come join and be happy to have you a part. So. That's a great idea. Yeah. Like, have certain events, and this is what you need to wear for exactly. games, for weddings, yeah. for graduation. It's hard to get that information, you know what I mean? Yeah. Google gives you a lot. But just being able to narrow it down and really tell what's right and what's wrong, that's kind of what we aim to do. So, And then even again, just like explaining the context behind it. Because for us, it's not even about just like, okay, this is what you wear. We want guys to understand this is why it works. This is why it makes sense. Because the more you kind of build that mindset of, all right, I understand what's good, but let's also understand why it's good. Mm -hmm. I think it's even more important because we want to empower the people that are on our Patreon. We don't necessarily want them to always have to use us as a crutch. We want to empower them too to be able to understand, okay, well, I remember Joe said this is why it makes sense. Eric said this is why it makes sense. So now I feel comfortable in making this decision. Yeah. Now that's dope. Now that's dope. And I think um, when I think about you guys as Patreon, it really goes back to how much of a chasm there is in regards to male development, in Mm -hmm. regards to that hands-on mentorship. Mm -hmm. You know, like I said, I'm always getting DMs from kids like, I need help, I need help, I need help. Like there's so many guys who don't have that practical hands-on mentorship. And that's why a lot of them are struggling a lot. And one of the biggest things I keep on telling these guys is that one, in regards to their struggles, is like, you're young. You know what I mean? Like, you're young right now. You're 20, you're 21, like, you're 22. Like, dude, you're young. It's okay to be where you're at right now. But if you get the support, resources, and the right tools, you can be so much successful in in the future. Mm -hmm. And that really made me think about, you know, just recently with Tom Brady winning the Super Bowl. You know, I think it was like two, three weeks ago, something like that, Mm -hmm. when he won the Super Bowl. And that, and that stood out to me because there's this really popular, um, like, picture on the internet that shows Tom Brady's mugshot from his first year <laughs> to his year in Tampa. Have you seen that? Yeah, like, it's like, uh, you never seen it? I don't think I saw that one. Okay, I got, I got yeah, to show yeah. it to you. Is it a mugshot or is it or like his draft like, day? Yeah, is it like his combine picture? Combine like, picture. No, so basically oh, what wow. happens is each, I call it a mugshot, but each year, oh. Like you take a picture. Oh yeah, yes. okay. okay. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mugshot. Okay, I was like, yo, I didn't know Tom was getting down like that. Okay, like, right. yeah. But, so yeah, so basically, uh, okay. I guess it's like his profile picture is okay. team picture, right? Mm-hmm. And so it shows each year, and th- and then it's like this dude get, looks better and better and yeah. better, and it's, it's just like he's like morphing into like <laughs> in this man, you know, and um. His power level is 5,000. <laughs> yeah, he's he's serious. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and so that that just made me think 
about just how a lot of guys are not aware that the way it's supposed to be is that each year should get better and better and better and better. And then your 40s, that's like, to Joe's point, like that was king era, right? Mm -hmm. Where you're really thriving and flourishing. And so that's kind of where, like, the first part of the conversation I wanted to have was this idea of men understanding, one, if you're putting your work in, if you're doing the right thing, you're going to be getting better each year. um, And life is going to be great for you. But right now, maybe at 2021, this 22, you're not exactly where you need to be. So I guess my first question is, why do you think so many young men feel like that they're not where they need to be in their 20s? And so many of them are discontent with their point of life today instead of focusing on where they can be in the future. Wow. So I actually have a, a really good analogy um, that I mean, this was a few years back when it um, came from the book. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no, but, but I, I, actually, I actually did this um, at a school and, and this was actually a, a concept I was thinking about uh, back when I was in college. And the analogy I gave is, you know, when you're on the freeway, let's say you're driving in a car, right? If you were to look over in the other lane and continue to drive on the freeway, what would eventually happen? You'll crash. You would crash, right? And I think a lot of times what ends up happening, like it's okay to glance in the other lane and look at the other car, admire it, right? Get inspiration from it. But the moment you take your eyes off the road for too long and you continue to stare at what another man has, what another man's doing, and you aren't able to use the vehicle he's in to give you inspiration for your own, that's when you end up crashing. And I think that's really what happens is, you know, you have to learn how to gain inspiration and not envy from what another man has. And I think because we have social media, a lot of times you aren't able to filter out the difference. And what ends up, or what may have started as following somebody for inspiration ends up turning to envy because you end up staring at what they have going on, whatever they're doing in their life for so long that you begin to take the focus off of your own car and you don't move and you end up crashing. And, you know, it looks, I mean, the crash is a lot of different things, right? It can be emotional trauma. It can be comparison, self-doubt, because again, you aren't, you aren't, basically appreciating the vehicle that you have Mm -hmm. and then you never end up getting to the destination so i think for me um that was something that i I think even i had to learn Mm -hmm. at some point and i think it's something that a lot of guys end up going through especially again because of social media and these apps every everyone's rich right everyone is rich now um and you know sometimes you aren't able to filter between what's real and what's fake but as long as you can make sure that you're taking inspiration from who you're watching and not envy i think that's the main kind of uh point man yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I agree with everything Joe said. And I, I've been making a joke with Chris over the last couple of days that, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, some of us are better uh, uh, by practice than others are by nature. And I think Tom Brady is like the biggest example of that, because when he got drafted, it was late. Um, I think he was, you know, whatever, six round, yeah. 13 pick, whatever. Yeah. And I mean, he worked his way up to becoming who he is. Yeah. And then you think about a guy like, and I recently watched like an interview on Johnny Manziel, mm. who was the star of the show. You know what I mean? And then, <laughs> and then he kind of crashed and burned. And he's only, I think he's 26 or 27. Yeah, so and, young. you know, so we see a lot of guys who think it's, it's right to kind of live fast, die young. Mm-hmm. Which I don't think is always the right way to kind of view things. You look at a guy like Tom Brady, this man practiced, right? He had to back up, you know, another quarterback for a while. Then when he got his shot, you know, he shot and he never looked back. So, you know, to your point and to your question, I think with age, that's how it's supposed to be, right? Don't get so caught up in what other people may have 
when they're young or, you know, maybe that they're born into a really wealthy or affluent family, man, just practice, continue to grow, continue to read, continue to, you know, find mentors, gain knowledge and wisdom and be like Tom Brady. Cause I think that's what everybody strives to be like is, is Tom Brady at the end of the day, 43 and still looking good, can still play next season. He could retire if he wants to, but that man's going to probably finish out that second year of that contract. <laughs> yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. So, you know, it's okay to be Tom Brady. Not all the time. You know, everybody's kind of trying to be like Johnny Manziel, but sometimes it doesn't always work out that well, mm. you know, so. No, yeah, I agree with each and every one of y'all points. I think definitely the comparison and, you know, looking at other people caused by social media, yeah. you know, really puts a damper on these, on these young men. And then also part of me is just also they just not taking a sense of responsibility as well. Yeah. You know, they just sitting back and just want something handed to them, mm-hmm. you know, want the easier way. And it's so much you know, easier to blame other people. Mm. You know, it's just like, I want to blame my father for not being in my life. I want to blame my coach because he didn't put me in the game. You know, that's why I didn't succeed, et cetera, et cetera. And that's when they, all kinds of chaos come. Drugs, you know, multiple women, and, you know, start blaming other people. And then and look up five years later, then, you know, nothing progressed, nothing happened. Um, so I think all those causes, I think the major factor to me is definitely social media, but, um, just, just people not having that sense of responsibility and just, you know, pick up their, you know, tie their boots up, put their (laughs) pants on and and go out and put the work in and understand like, yeah, not everybody's going to be Johnny Menzel. You're not just going to start and just kill it in college. When the high has been freshman. Yeah. yeah, That's usually not how everything happens, but the perfect example is Tom Brady. Like you're going to have to put the work in. You may not get drafted in the first round. Heck, you may not make the team, (laughs) but you have to find out another game plan, another sport, another profession or something and put the work in to, uh, to really be successful and succeed. And it's going to take a while. We say it all the time. Mm, Life is a marathon, not a sprint. And when we see sprinters, Mm-hmm. Fit at the finish line and we mm-hmm. just look around and we see we're still running we're nowhere near a lot of people just just give quit up, and get give discouraged up. yeah yeah no yeah. that's good i think um you know doing the vlogs you know we're still like fine-tuning it trying to figure out exactly how to make it successful yeah, yeah. but i i wanted people to see because even even i think the last vlog we put out was the message was a bit dishonest mm-hmm. If you interpret it on like the, the the a literal translation, so the title of it was "Started from the Bottom, Now We're Here," mm-hmm. and here doesn't mean we've arrived. Yeah. Here mm-hmm. means this is where we're at. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, I, mean, I want to make that clear. We're not done. Yeah, yeah. 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 So I don't want people to think, "Oh, we've arrived." Yeah. No, yeah, no, yeah. this is where we're here. <laughs> we're literally yeah. here. Yeah. You know, but we were at the bottom, and so I think one one of the problems with our content is that it's just not shortcut stuff. It's such a long term, like, bro, it's going to take three, five, mm-hmm. seven years right. to get to where you need to be, to get to the life that you want to live, to get you know the women, the respect, the business, all these things that you want. And so I was thinking about just this, this question. If you were to rank yourself on a scale of one to 10 right now, and then if can you were you to, sevens. <laughs> can you sevens? Can you sevens? And then if you were to rank yourself on a scale of one to ten five years ago. Ooh. So we can take a little minute. <laughs> scale of one to ten now. Scale of one to ten five years ago. How many points have you improved in the past five years? Take some, take some time. Mm. <laughs> five years ago. How many points have I improved? Okay. Um, Hopefully you improve. 
Oh, <laughs> I'm an adjustable six. Depending on the month. <laughs> <laughs> um, got your answer? Yeah, I think I do. I'm still thinking about mine. Go ahead, because I'm All still right, so, thinking so about do, do you want my answer of where I rate myself now? <laughs> no. First, or you don't have to. You, you, I just, I'm just how curious, many points? We how many points have you progressed? The difference. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, Probably at least five to six, man. Um, wow! So, and, and, and and here's why I say that. So you went because, <laughs> because because and and I'll tell you why. Tell me, brother. Um, I would say five years ago, right? I'm 21. Uh, at this point, I'm still coming to the realization that you know I'm not going to the NBA. You know, I <laughs> I, I was thinking I was going to have one of those summers where I really just got locked in. The passion came back. It didn't happen. Uh, I'm still kind of, you know, we're doing the menswear thing. Uh, But at that time, you know, I had a very big and large vision and internal view of myself that outwardly was not coming to fruition. Mm. So to have that dissonance of internally feeling something, but then outwardly not having it or being at the space where here I felt I was, uh, was a little bit unsettling at times. Mm. And, you know, to rate myself then, I probably would rate myself a three to a four mm. just based on that dissonance alone. Right. Mm. Because granted, like mentally, <laughs> mentally, I, I, I felt good. But, yeah. you know, when that doesn't show up on paper in reality, you know, you, you have to kind of have the checks and balances and almost have what's called like inspirational dissatisfaction where it's like. I'm not where I need to be, but that's what's pushing me to get to where I want to be. And granted, I'm still not where I want to be. But, yeah. you know, I would say going from a three to more of like a six and a half, seven to where I'm at now. Mm-hmm. And still, I'm very far from internally where I view myself versus like what I actually have right now. But mm-hmm. I, yeah, I, w- I would say it's huge, man. Mm. Um, you know, in, in terms of the, the, the improvement. Yeah. Um, Man, I'm still thinking, but I'm originally I was thinking around that four to six range. Mm-hmm. And I'm still kind of lying in there because, man, five years ago, I think I had good intentions, but I just didn't know what direction I wanted to go. Mm-hmm. So I was just, you know, I was about to graduate. I didn't want to do what I had already got a job in. You know, I, my degrees in logistics, didn't want to do that. Mm-hmm. So I was just trying to fi- trying to figure everything out. And I've came such a long way financially, just in, in every every space. So I probably would go with around, I, I'll say five. I'll say yeah. five point difference from where I was five years ago to now. Each each year, I gained one point. I got that Yeah. Uh, for me, I pro I think the range may be like two to three difference. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I think. <laughs> wait, wait. wait. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you what. <laughs> everybody came out. Just, right, right, right. You know what I mean? It started it, off dropping twenty. Double, right, double. Right, right. I mean. In my, I'll be honest with y'all. When I when I was graduating, I basically did everything I was supposed to do, like at least goal wise. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. graduated, uh, finance degree, had my three four job offers, whatever. Um, had the job. Um, I mean, I had the best place to stay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> The house was a, it was a financial move. You know something uh, we don't know. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, I'm just saying. Well, you live with a house full of guys. To oh, women, okay. it yeah, don't yeah, look yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah. But It's not always attractive. Yeah, yeah but these were like choices that I specifically yeah, made. Save money. Um, yeah. yeah. So, as far as like what like at least on the outer end with goals I wanted to do, I was on the way. Gotcha. As far as like maturity as a man, healing from like relationships. You know how I was moving, how I was thinking. Mm-hmm. 
some ways I was thinking good, some ways I was still a, a little boy. Um, mm-hmm. So as far as just like, um, but I think five years ago, probably that makes more sense in that realm. Now, if you would have asked me two years ago when I was in Indianapolis, it, mm-hmm. that range would have been, that <laughs> 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 range would have been like six. Yeah. You know, because I was doing yeah. something I didn't want to do. Yeah. I was miserable. I was down. Like it was, a, it was, it was hard work, yeah. you know? So it's just that timeline at that specific moment, mm-hmm. you know, um, you know, I was, I basically was doing what I said I was going to do. Yeah. Um, so even fast forward to now, like that's why I said, you know, one or two or three points is like, it makes more sense in my life at that time. Like gotcha. two years ago, it had been a huge jump. Gotcha. Yeah. So before, would you say you were below average or average? As far as? Just, just like, so like your initial rating, mm-hmm. would you, on your scale, is that below average? Is that average or is that solidly above average? Well, for me personally, it would be below average. I'm I'm sure for other people on the outside looking in, mm-hmm. they wouldn't register mm-hmm. it as that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, for me, I'm my toughest critic. Yeah. And again, having like as a man, having a, a good sense of self with where you want to be in a vision of where you want to be and staying true to that is, I think, really big. Mm-hmm. So that's why for me, I would have to say below average because it just wasn't matching up with the vision of who I had for me okay. and the type of man I wanted to be. Yeah. Um, similar below average mm-hmm. just because again really high expectations mm-hmm. um, I, you know similar to kind of what Chris was saying I guess technically I was doing what I was supposed to be doing but mentally I just wasn't there Yeah, I mean I was just I was wild yeah. so yeah. And we'll leave it there but um, I'd say definitely below average yeah. for sure average I'll average. probably yeah okay cool I would say average no, that's good. What so, about hold up, I was gonna go. <laughs> okay, good. Wait a minute. <laughs> so, so to me, it it would be it would be four points as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would give myself. It's hard because I live multiple lives. So during that life, I was a teacher. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, yeah, you true. know, making fifty five at twenty five. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I was average financially. You know, right. that's at that age is mm-hmm. about average. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, I had a decent car. My car was new at that time. I had a brand new Honda Accord. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not, not a Benz like you guys. But <laughs> it was, it was, a, it was an average car. Nice. The, the, the major hiccup was how, how frugal I was. And I slept on my friend's couch for that whole year. Mm-hmm. So I didn't even have my own place. Okay. So there was no women involved that year. At all. <laughs> <laughs> but so definitely, definitely <laughs> four points. And <laughs> <laughs> and below average and so the reason why i want to ask all that question because this is turning into another conversation i don't think we're going to go here but this is interesting as well is because first thing is interesting how men can be so objective about where they're at mm, yeah. you know what i mean mm-hmm. like to to be able to say well i was a three i was a four I was a two, I, you know what I mean? For you mm. to be able to communicate that yeah. is a very objective thing that men. <laughs> <laughs> are good at. But not just that. I want to start there because I wanted guys to see how far we've come in five years. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And in, and in regards to levels to the game points is like, it's big levels. Yeah. You know Absolutely. what I mean? Big yeah. jumps. Mm-hmm. It's big jumps. You know what I mean? It, and I remember I was talking to, to Patrick Bet David, who, according to his scale, <laughs> yeah. we have to put ourselves even further down yeah. because he was like, well, 
in my mind, Elon Bezos is tier one. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, So they're the tens, Mm -hmm. and I'm two notches below it. Patrick's net worth is like 300 million. Mm-hmm. So he says I'm too nice. Yeah, yeah. Well, 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 here's another thing, these, and here's what I think is also very interesting, right? It's always a sliding scale. It's, an adjustable it's scale. always going to be, especially for men, because we are objective. And what I found is really interesting is this concept of like exposure promotes growth. Yeah. Right. And so <laughs> this is funny, right? This is another story time, right? Oh, that's that. Oh, that's that. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to So I remember, right, it, it, when I was a freshman in high school, Okay. right, uh, there was this trip that our school was doing. It was this really big trip, and it was a trip to France. And I remember at the time, like, like my family, we didn't have enough money for it. So I'm literally going to, like, all my family members, like, please, like, Help me out. Me and me and my mom, we're asking family members, you know, get the money for it. We're able to get it. And I remember I was super excited to go on this trip and being like a true mother and a true grandma. My mom and my grandma was like, well, baby, make sure that you take pictures. You know, my grandma's like the queen of scrapbooking. And I remember at that time, right, like digital cameras really weren't huge at that time. So back then what you actually did is we went to, it was like Walgreens or CVS and got the little Kodak disposable camera, Mm -hmm. right? And I remember at the time, like, I was really interested because I'm like, okay, so how am I going to get the camera or like the pictures from the camera? Mom was like, don't worry, just, you know, you know, slide it around, take the pictures. And when you get back, we'll figure it out. So while I'm in France, I'm taking pictures, taking pictures, taking pictures. And finally I come back and I'm like, all right, mom, well, it's time to get the pictures. So we go to CVS or, or Walgreens, whatever it was. And, you know, they had the little like Kodak section. And I started talking to the guy and I was like, well, how are we going to get these, you know, these pictures or this film? And he starts telling me, well, look, you know, we got to expose the film. And then once, you know, you expose the film, the picture develops. And it was a really interesting concept I learned because I think it's the same for guys is as we begin to get exposed to more, the vision and the picture that we have for ourselves begins to develop more. And the more you're in rooms with people, especially for us, because we do luxury, right? Like, you know, it's all cool. You might think like, you know, oh, we had a good month or 10K a month is cool. And then yeah. you, you know, you go to a client's house and he made 10K in like an hour. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, mm-hmm. and the larger you get exposed, the more yeah. you're able to look inwardly and be like, man, okay, I'm still in JV. Yeah, yeah. I'm oh, not sure. even in varsity yet. <laughs> and and yeah. that's what I think it is, even for a guy like Patrick yeah. is. For, I mean, he has 300 mil, but yeah. now he's getting exposed to guys who like have a billion. Yeah, and yeah. he has to have enough objectiveness to yeah. say to himself like... Yeah. Eh, maybe I'm not in that tier yet. No, that's good. And so and I and I want to bring it up because like you said, there's a level where even though that's Patrick's scale, yeah. bro, come on, man. There's no more extra level. You can't do that. No, you no. gotta yeah. calm down. You gotta yeah. calm down. And, and so and so Relax. and so what I want young guys to realize is okay. There is so much room for improvement for you guys within the next five years if you do the right thing. Yes. If you are the guy who is, you know, doing what we're going to talk about next, mm-hmm. improving your life, you can grow so much. You can be at the bottom, you can be a two, you can be one, you can be whatever it is. But in the next five years, if you dedicate yourself to improving yourself, there is so much growth that needs to happen. So two things I'm interested in. Mm-hmm. In regards to... Life and we need good content in regards to women. <laughs> what was the what was the biggest thing that changed about you that you felt like gave you the most points in regards to your overall score going up? Um, 
So I'll go ahead and go first and let you guys go first previously. What I feel like gave me the biggest bonus was like this. Hmm, how can I describe it? This is a it's a comb, it's it's a thin line between arrogance and like masculine confidence. And so I feel like what really happened to me was that I really got to the point to you, to you guys' point about your previous story about exposure, where I felt like I belong here. Mm-hmm. I yeah. really felt like I belong in these rooms. You may not feel like I belong in these rooms, mm-hmm. yeah. but I feel like I belong in these rooms. Yeah. I feel like I belong. I, I I deserve this. So I so I started getting this big level of entitlement. And it showed whenever I met people in a positive way. So when I would meet people and ask them to come on the podcast, I was not like coming like, hey, um, Mr. Um, Hughley, if you don't mind, can you maybe come on my show? Like It was a level of like, yo, I have this show. I would love for you to come on. I'll be great exposure. It was like that energy of me believing in myself, like really, like really believing in myself. People just naturally went with it. And that's when I started realizing, okay, how you feel about you inside is how people are going to treat you in the outside world. Mm-hmm. And that's why I'm always telling guys to work on the inner man. And if you work on the inner man, that inward energy is how people are going to respond to you. Even now, like when we go places, you know, and I talk to certain managers, this this is a level of like, you're old, you're a man, but I'm a man too. You know what I mean? Yeah, like you're, yeah. you're successful, I'm successful too. Let's <laughs> let's cut the crap. Now let's talk. So there's a level of energy, and I and obviously, so many things have to happen, like financially, physically, like and, and, and so all these small pieces began to come together. But when I got that kind of energy, mm-hmm. that's when everything changed. And then that same energy is true with women. Because it came to a point where I get mad when a girl doesn't want me. <laughs> you know? I'm like, how right. dare you? <laughs> Who do you think you are? The unmitigated call. You know what I mean? Because yeah. I believe, like, yo, I am amazing. I'm him. <laughs> I am him. <laughs> he is I. <laughs> and so I, I think, and that's and I was talking to Patrick about it, and I know. People may not like this because it's political, but when Kanye said Trump had dragon energy, I understood that mm-hmm. yeah. because it's kind of this, it's this energy that some men just have and it can just make you do stuff. You just like, you treat them differently around them differently. So being able to tap into that like entitled, arrogant confidence where I don't care what you guys say, I believe in me. I am going to be the best. That's what really transformed my life. And it took, and I tell guys, like, how do you get this? I'm like, yo, it took me so many years. Yeah. I had to do so many things until I got to the point where I actually believed it. Because you can write it down. You can jot it down. I used to do my affirmations. But it takes so much time to really believe this. But if you can have that dragon energy, as I like to call it, bro, that, that alone, you can be living with your mom. You could be staying on the couch, you know what I mean? Whatever it may be, and people are going to feel it, and they'll treat you differently. I yeah. personally witnessed it. <laughs> I witnessed and I'm just like, okay, this is a yeah. new fees I'm dealing with. <laughs> this, this text message is not the same. Right. Text message has a little extra weight to it now. It's like, look at this man go. <laughs> so I, I'm a definitely a living testimony to that uh, as well. I think the biggest jump for me is like, uh, besides God. Yeah, Always, always. I think it was just, I was super hard on myself. Mm-hmm. And not only that, 
Mm-hmm. Um, the words of people gave me my identity as well. So no matter who was that power person, it could have been anybody at certain areas of my life. It could have been a girl, it could have been my father, it could have been fees at one point, it could have been, you know, uh, the, my, I don't know, mentor or the discipleship leader, whoever gave me power as far as their words and spoke their identity in me, that's how I felt about myself. So it could be really good or it could be really bad. Mm. And once I realized and removed that power from people and got there from my own, so kind of similar to what Fees is talking about, um, then it's like, all right, I now I know this energy came from, or this identity came from God, and it doesn't matter what other people say about me. Like, you're going to make mistakes. You're probably going to hurt women. You're not going to, like, be 100% perfect to every person. You might let somebody down. That doesn't define who you are as a person. That doesn't mean you're, you're terrible. That doesn't mean you're a failure, et cetera, et cetera. So when I remove that out the way, it's like, okay, now I know how to move. I know how to walk. Yeah. Even for women, you know what I mean? Women, mm-hmm. women be pretty good today. Even now, I think I think it is the, the confidence level. I think it's the... Uh, the uh the the way like we we cross this boundary where women see us they see husband they don't mm-hmm. see like you know oh I, man that's another conversation I used to hate that I hate that one yeah that expectation yeah 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 but see my thing is I, this is this is this gonna sound bad mm-hmm. but I mastered the dog in me and the Christian guy in me and mm-hmm. put it together into one person. <laughs> oh, and don't win too God. <laughs> No, so it's, what? No, I was gonna, I was gonna say that in regards to that point, was that the women? So you saying the women point was also the life point? It's both. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So it's it's kind of mirror each other. So when I kind of accepted, kind of I guess my raw self and realized that I also can handle it as well, because you yeah. know I used to be afraid to do things because I was thinking this one thing like alcohol would throw me off of my whole mm-hmm. trajectory that God wanted me to do, yeah. just because that's what happened to the men in my family. Mm-hmm. You know, but when I realized I, I can handle it, I can do, you know, certain things. I am mature enough, you know, go live your life and go and go thrive and do things that, you know, you want to experience or you want to do or whatever. Everything's going to be fine. I think that transformed my life and with the women as well, please. No, and the reason I wanted to jump in is I definitely I definitely saw the same thing because I think early Chris was so in his head. Oh, my God. And so um, like others centric in a way where it became unhealthy. Mm-hmm. Where it was like, I don't I don't want to do this, not because I don't want to do this, because I'm worried what Joe's going to tell Eric about me doing this. Mm-hmm. You know? So there was always this sense of like, even when it came to women, it was like, okay, I don't want to do this because I don't want to hurt her feelings, even though I know it's the right thing to do. So there was always a sense of mm. like, you, you didn't live freely. You know, you live kind of like shackled to other people's opinions. Exactly. So I feel like the moment you relinquish those mm. shackles off your feet, you know, like a day. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it comes full circle. Okay. Uh, okay. I like that. Yeah. I like that. Man, no, that's no. exactly yeah. what it was, honestly. No, for sure. Bro, that's, that's huge, man. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think for me, for the mindset piece, it's three things. And, and one thing I always say is I, I've always felt like I had a really strong mindset, but I think there were two to three things in particular that changed that really helped. Um, I think the first was my association and relationship with criticism. Um, for me, you know, I was raised by my mom. And the good thing about that, right, is being raised by a woman, it really taught me how to listen. And it also taught me how to communicate in a little bit of a softer space and a softer tone, which I think was really good and it's helped You're sales, really good at that, bro. Et cetera, et cetera, right? And, and I think that's the benefit. But the con, and I don't even want to say this is a con, but I 
early in my development, I didn't have a really good relationship to criticism. And I would find myself becoming very overly emotional to critiques. And as I aged, especially as I began getting mentors, both digitally in books and in person, I started seeing the shift in my mindset to be able to take the criticism and then grow from it. And especially after graduating, I think that was the biggest thing for me is to be able to take the knocks on the chin of the guy saying, hey, you can't dress like all of that and being able to grow from it. Uh, The second thing is, you know, execution. I I noticed, especially as I, I began to graduate and kind of move into my senior year, I would always have this little voice and everybody has it, especially if in your sales, you'll have it right where like when it would be time to call a client, when it would be time to make a phone call, when it'd be time to just do major things that I needed to do. I would have this voice that would just tell me, ah, you could push it off tomorrow. Uh-uh, you don't want to do it. And, and you kind of have what's called the law of diminishing intent, right? The more or the longer you take to do something, the less you feel like doing it. And I just started learning to like attack that feeling. And it was crazy because every time I learned to attack that feeling, something amazing happened, right? Like all of the my best mentors I've gotten, some of the best connections I've gotten, even jobs I've gotten by attacking that feeling. Um, and then last but, but not least, I would think it's just, um, well, even transitioning to women, Right. I think uh, to Chris's point, what's really helped in my development is learning how to be strong in myself and where I'm at, because I think what would happen, especially when I was younger, is sometimes I would know where I'm at in a situation, know how I truly feel in a situation. But I would allow the other person to drag me where they're at emotionally and for fear of hurting their feelings, to your point. I would go on with something that I knew wasn't healthy for me and I knew in the long term wouldn't be healthy for them. But because of my fear to stand in my masculinity and make that decision, because I didn't want to necessarily deal with the backlash. Right. I would stay in a situation too long. Um, And shout out to my client, Devante. You know, he has this really good line in his book, you know, A to Z, where he talks about you can't exist in spaces that have expired or that you should have exited from. Right. Because essentially it's like, you know, you go to sleep in a burning building and wonder why you wake up with third degree burns. You know, it, it was a space that you should have exited from. And that, I think, has really changed my relationship with women because I'm able to stand very present in where I'm at. And regardless of your expectations of me and how you feel, I'm very clear with how I feel. And, you know, you can say that you hate me and all this, but I'm not going to allow that to deter or move me from how I internally know where I'm at and as well as the stage and development of where I'm at as a man. And I think that's been just like, huge because it just kind of changes your, your posture when you go into situations, especially when you're dealing with, you know, women. Yeah. 100%. yeah and I think for me, mine is, mine is pretty simple um, for both women and life. Uh, I think honestly, man, I just got tired. I got tired of feeling like, you know, I lack, you know, I got tired of feeling like I didn't have enough money, not enough resources. So for me, and I do this every now and then I kind of go into like what I call like monk mode where like six months, I'll just lock in, read, you know, I'll cut out social media. I might even delete, you know, the app. But like I said, I just got tired of feeling like I was less than or, or lacking in all these different areas. And this is kind of cheesy, but you kind of, you know, self-love is the, is the, is the best love. So I kind of had to refall back in love with myself, really get, you know, in the lab, as we say, and just kind of focus in. And when I really changed my mindset and learned that everything I want, I already possess just in different forms. Mm-hmm. That's when I kind of really started to notice a difference with women with money, with work, I I started to really achieve the things that I was after. You know what I mean? So I think for me, I just got tired of feeling like I was lacking. Mm -hmm. I mean, when I changed my mindset to realize that I lack nothing and that I live in that realm of overflow, and then I kind of started to put things in place to to really grab onto that, whether it be a specific woman, like you guys were saying, I was living 
I was in one room. My dad was right in the in the room next door, but I was still able to, you know, get the woman that I wanted. And I kind of started to put myself in that mindset of where I wanted to be, and I saw things change. Mm. So the realm of overflow. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. No, that that that's good because you know one of the things, one of the biggest challenges I'm I'm facing right now is a bunch of content in my mind. So forgive me if I'm everywhere. Yeah. But one of the biggest challenges I'm facing right now is is getting guys to understand that dating advice for men is really financial advice, is really confidence advice, mm-hmm. is really you know emotional health advice. Because as you guys all have said, and that's why I want to sh- want you guys to share these things. When you really build yourself up as a man, it overflows into the the dating um, compartment. Exactly. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. it overflows, and then you begin to see results naturally. It's a natural byproduct of of leveling up, right? It's a natural byproduct of working on yourself. That these skills that help me in business and in life and in this, oh wow, it helps me with women as well. Because my problem with the guys is that. All these guys want these shortcuts, these tricks, how to text her, how to make her want you. And, and, you, and you're spending all these times looking for tricks, right? Whereas, dude, build yourself up as a man. Work on the inner self. You know, work on your insecurities. Work on, you know, being more um, assertive about what you want. Work on, you know, you know, getting into monk mode and just detaching and, and healing and all these things. And so... I'm trying to get guys to see that part mm-hmm. because I just feel like they don't understand that. And going back to the Tom Brady illustration, like right now we've all said in the past five years, I think the average is at least four points. I know mm-hmm. Chris is mm-hmm. bringing us, you know, down a little bit. Down <laughs> <laughs> like in a positive yeah, way. Yeah, I got you. Only two. <laughs> but, but I think if you would have asked me two years ago, it would have been four. So it, it changed yeah. my time. Changed. Okay. Right. Calm Never. down. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to <laughs> <laughs> I see. Okay. Okay. Right. And so, but then, but my question is five years from now, where do you see your so so now in five years from now, where do you see yourself now being at? Mm. So it, it, even if you're not giving a number, mm-hmm. like what would be some? Here's a better one. What is something that you feel like five years from now will be exceptional about you that is not as exceptional today? That's really going to change your life. And let me let me give you an example. So, five years from now, it will be undisputed. (laughs) (laughs) It'll be undisputed by the consistency I will have put in regards to my podcast, in regards to the business, in regards to myself, that that I'm a one-name person. You know what I mean? Like, like there's Oprah, there's Aristotle, there's there's one name people. Five years will be undisputed. Oh, Hafiz. We when when they use Hafiz, we all know who Hafiz is. Mm-hmm. And and the reason that I'm gonna get that is from consistency. Because what happens is eventually the leveling up becomes exponential. You know, it's like the multiplication yeah. theory. Compound you know? effect. Yeah, yeah, two, yeah. four, eight, right. sixteen. You know what I mean? And so now we're doubling big time. And so I feel as though. That's going to be the biggest difference with me is that now it's kind of like, oh, you have, you have that little cute podcast. Oh, you know, that's nice. You do this. Like, it's kind of like, oh, like it's, it's a, you can question it. Yeah. You can question, oh, all right, you guys probably make decent 
It's gonna be undisputed. Yeah. <laughs> it's gonna be undisputed, and it's it's only gonna come with consistency, with being yeah. as hungry as I was at 21 as I am at 30. You know, so at 35 years old, without a question, five more years into this, it'll be undisputed. So that's where I feel like it's gonna be the biggest difference for me. Mm. Yeah, I think for me is um, I want to be known as like a mass mentor or a mass influencer. You know, not mm-hmm. only with my friends personally in my life, but, you know, to the masses, to the audience, to the people that watch us. And whatever form that is, if that's me talking, if that's me writing a book, if that's me doing whatever videos, et cetera, et cetera. You know, I want to be known as one of those guys like this is a positive male influencer, a male mentor that is giving me the advice to give me where I want to be in my life. You know, so whatever that looks like, I think in five years I will have that stable for sure. Yeah, I mean, I would say for me, um, probably two things. And a lot of it is kind of the same as as fees. But I think, number one, uh, to Chris's point, being somebody who is known as both a lifestyle influencer and and also a thought leader to a certain uh, respect to the masses. Um, And the second thing that I see will be very different for me five years from now is the ability to put other people in the position to win. Mm-hmm. And that's what I think, you, you know, will be, you know, the, the, the dopest thing is to not only have your own personal success, but to be in a position to where you can put other people on to success. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? At a level that they may have currently not been at or at a level that where you're at. Mm-hmm. And to me, that's when it really becomes, you know, dope because it creates an environment and a community to where everybody is able to empower each other. And that that's what I would hope for five years from now would be something that would be different from where I'm at now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I like that we all, we all share the same. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, no, I, I think, like Joe said, put other people in positions to win. But also, man, just I want to be in a position to where, you know, everything I touch, it just multiplies. Mm-hmm. I want to be that guy that people go to when they want something done the right way. And I want to be known at, for being exceptional in whatever space I'm in. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be in menswear forever. I mean, it's something that I'll always love, but whatever I'm in in five years, I just want it to be exceptional. Yeah. I want everybody to attach my name to just exceptional work, to being a leader. So I just, I want that level of, um, not perfection, but just that level of, once again, excellence attached to anything that I touch. So mm-hmm. I think we all kind of share, you know, similar goals in that. That's awesome. Yeah. And so what I wanted to do is, so now we see, okay, five years ago where we're at, mm-hmm past present we know where we're at today yeah. and in future we know where we want to be mm-hmm. but think about that person 21 21 20 what two three two two yeah <laughs> 22 <laughs> 25 and compare that to 31 31 32 35 Ooh. you know so what i'm letting i'm what what i want guys to see is that guy at 20 that we were Stands no chance against that guy at thirty yeah, plus. It's, it's a wrap. Yeah, not, yeah, not even close. It's a blowout. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not even fair. Yeah, yeah. you have yeah. nothing on me, brother. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you just want to go touch him on the shoulder, yeah, like yeah, man, yeah. it's okay. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm outside in my AMG. All right, hop in, man. Let's, right. go, let's go for a ride. Come on, bud. It's, right. it's on me. It's on me. It's on me. You know, sunning yourself. Right. Is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. Sunning yourself. 
man, but no, that's so. Oh, and so, man. I want guys to understand when you're comparing yourself and you're mad and you're complaining, that's who you are right now. But there is a future to where you can be. And it's so different. And that's the part where I want guys to realize there's levels to this where people are putting in the work. You know, even when it comes to, like I said, to the opportunities. The opportunities that Chris is going to be able to get at 32, 22-year-old Chris, that would be impossible. Even if he would get the opportunity, he probably blow it. You don't it. know how to handle it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. and so, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and so, and so, and so that's why, like I said, the, the Tom Brady progression mm. story, I love it so much because it's, it's allowing guys to understand like the development of a man. And to me, the, the real story of Tom Brady's progression, in my opinion, is the hard part is he won when he was really young, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but he didn't win because of him. Mm-hmm. He won because he had an amazing team around him. You know what the I mean? System. The system. Right. System, yeah, yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. But so what you realize is when those pieces left Tom Brady, he went a good maybe seven to eight years without winning a Super Bowl, without yeah. even being in one. Yeah. You know, there was an era where Tom Brady was just a, yeah. a good good quarterback, but he wasn't. No, I think it wasn't yeah. until, if I'm not mistaken, was it the um, – the Seahawks one? That's the last mm-hmm. one, yeah, because they lost to the Giants twice. Yeah, so it was a, Seah- oh, yeah. it was a Seahawks they one. They won the Seahawks one. Which arguably they shouldn't have won that one. Exactly, <laughs> but uh, that's, hey, it is what it is. It is, is Should have, would have, could have. Run the ball. <laughs> yeah, but but that's where I feel like from that Super Bowl to the last one he played, that's where Tom Brady really put it in. So oh, yeah. eventually, by the time he hit that Super Bowl, mm-hmm. then the next five years, I think since then he won like four. Yeah, because he 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 won in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. He beats. Calm down. Yeah. Yeah. Stop. Stop. He did though. I know. All right. I understand, all brother. Right. Okay. All right. He all did. Right. All, right. all right. He did. Point taken. <laughs> I understand. One in Atlanta. He won this one recently. What's another one I'm missing? He won the one in Seattle. See, yeah. Yeah. Three. So he won three. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, and that's what I want guys to see. Like, yo, there's so much blessings and good stuff tomorrow. But the hardest thing is people want the expedient today. Everybody wants a shortcut today. And that's where it leads me to another part of the conversation. When you think about, I'm 30 years old right now. And I'm thinking about there was guys who five years ago, if not 10 years ago, let's go five, who were so much further ahead than me. You know, if I was a four, Mm -hmm. they'd be eight, nine. You know what I mean? They were so much ahead of me. But their success was short term, hmm. and they didn't have a marathon mindset. Yeah, you know, yeah. and that actually is a good point, Fees, and that's something that I think needs to be talked about more is this journeyman mindset. Because a lot of times, what happens is people become drunk off their success, especially mm. instant success, right? Yeah. And what happens is they end up taking the elevator, reaching the top floor. To Eric's point, but they didn't, uh, they didn't build the character that's developed through taking the stairs. So now that they've gotten to the top floor, they don't have the characters to sustain it, right? And we've all seen those guys. Because imagine the guy that was cool in high school, right? Goes to college, think those skills are going to transfer over. Yeah. Eh, then sometimes they don't, right? Then you think of the guy, like, I know a lot of guys that were, like, cool in college, right? Yeah. Like, they were the guy. They were in the fraternity, like myself, but they were the guy. But now, 
transition into real life, mm. they thought their past success was just going to magically transfer over into this new area of life. Mm. But they didn't realize that you're always going to have to make adjustments. Mm. You're always going to have to sometimes make audibles on the play. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And if you aren't willing to make those adjustments, right, you're going to lose. Like a perfect example, man, I used to love Blockbuster when I was a kid. <laughs> right. I remember you being able to go into the game store. And back then, like you used to choose the games by just looking at the back cover because yeah, they used yeah, to have yeah, all the yeah, pictures yeah, of the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if it looked like I wouldn't know about the game, but if it looked dope enough from yeah, like yeah, the yeah, pictures, yeah, 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 that's yeah. what I would choose. Yeah. And I remember at the time when like, you know, they were starting to, you know, do like the red box and slowly but surely i'm starting to see you know less and less things at blockbuster and blockbuster you know when it first started happening especially even hollywood video because where i used to live there was like a blockbuster on one side of the street hollywood video on the next mm-hmm. and i remember vividly seeing like months going by where they didn't make the adjustment they didn't make the adjustment they didn't they make the adjustment and they thought because they had home field advantage yeah. because back in high school and college they were the man yeah. that they was going to be okay yeah. and eventually what ended up happening man blockbuster went out of business yeah. same with hollywood video and that's what i think a lot of the times happens is guys get drunk off that success and think they don't have to make the adjustments mm. and then they end up going out of business mm. yeah. sad but it's true man you gotta learn how to innovate you gotta yeah. learn how to change because it's gonna be a lot of different challenges like you know like you said like i even for me like i know i was the man in high school i'm not mm. even gonna care ah! <laughs> got to college and nobody cared about me <laughs> there was forty thousand others yeah, yeah, yeah. Was, so yeah, yeah, i was yeah. like all right well all right that's a different you know role mm. and then even like graduating and like feeling like mm. i was on my goal when i got into the real world it, sm- it smacked me in the face yeah i was like holy crap i have to do this for the next how many years he's out here bleeding in the nose <laughs> like hey, <laughs> i call that station young adult blues when yeah, you, yeah, when you yeah, graduate yeah, yeah. College yeah, and you yeah. like, oh, yeah. oh my god, I gotta work or mm-hmm. I'm not have the status no more. I'm yeah. not getting the women I used to get, etc., yeah. etc. Yeah. You go through a period it's like of time. You, you have to start over almost. Yeah. Yeah. You have to yeah. start all you know, the way over. Nine back to one. You exactly. Know what I mean? yeah. Exactly. That's a tough transition for a lot of people, and a lot of people too. They think that 30 is old or 31 is old. Yeah. It, it's really not. That's yeah. really as a man when you're really starting to, yeah, you know what I mean, catch your catch your steam. And you know, like Joe was saying, I mean. It, God, it just it takes time. I mean, there's no way around it. Mm-hmm. You have to put in the work, you know, and like you were just saying, when you have to start over, that can be tough for a lot of people. And I think a lot of people really just get discouraged. Mm-hmm. But again, man, you have to go after what you want. I know for me, when I graduated, I think my first year out of college, I mean, like, like 42. But, you know, being we were in sales, I was around guys that were making six figures that were making one of my clients was like, yeah, I make 70,000 a month. 80. And, and at that time, I was just like, so there's no way. You know what I mean? You don't think that's possible. Gap. Then, then, you know, next year, you know, it moves up a little bit. I think it was like 63. Then the next year it was like 88. And then finally I got to six figures and I was like, you know, then when you look back, you're like, dang, I'm 25. I'm making six figures. It's not a bad, you know what I mean? But it takes so much discipline, mm-hmm. you know? And I think a lot of guys, they get stuck in that high school, college graduation, having to start over and, and it's tough. Yeah. It or they really get tough. comfortable in that yeah. and they, exactly. they, accept, they accept that identity. And you're like, like, okay, you know, I'm making 60. That's cool. Yeah. I can, I yeah, can, I I can mean, be comfortable. Especially if you don't leave your area. Yeah. You know, it's like, yeah. I, yeah. Man, I, I know some people in Challenge that never going to leave because yeah. there are the it factor in Challenge yeah. mm-hmm. small town Houston. <laughs> so, you know, like, yeah. you know, so it's like when, when they accept that identity and role, it's like, okay, they're cool with that mm-hmm. and, you know, that's, that's the lifestyle they want to be known as the guy that should have made the How NFL. much of it do you think is them is is it lazy or is it just they don't know any better? You know what I mean? Like I would say I would say that when you have so much acceptance and so much adoration, I don't mm-hmm. think the juices of actually getting better just, you know, 
makes you want to do something else. Mm -hmm. You know, when like when I left U of H, when I left Child View, like, even though it was a 20 mile difference, it was a whole new world for me. I wasn't a cool guy anymore. Mm -hmm. so, you know, it's like now it forced me to work harder to, you know, to get the good grades, to get the women, to get, you know, whatever. But when you're in a comfort zone, you already it factor, and you will always be the it factor, especially these certain people don't leave. Why would I change? Right. There's no need to change. Yeah, that's true. I mean, th that's such a good point, man, because even for us, like where we went to college at, Statesboro, Georgia, it's so like 50 to 60 grand in Statesboro is like Living 120. Like king, man. Yeah, I, like I promise you not, because like, you, like you could have. I mean, what, what were we paying? Like rent is 400? Like six, rent is like 450 to 600 450? Like 500 yes. rent? Yeah, 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 we yeah. isn't like a three-bedroom. <laughs> yeah. Pay a 450. Yeah, 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 you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like, guys get guys get to stage where they're like, I'm good. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. you know what I mean? Because it's so easy. But I really think it goes back to two things, right? Number one, of course, exposure, right? What is your exposure level, right? And then number two, how scared of you are your own reflection? A lot of people are scared of their own reflection because mm -hmm. sometimes it hurts to really have a, the mirror and the beam on you and you realizing like, mm, maybe I'm not as dope as I am. Yeah. You know, this hurts. Maybe I need to get out the spotlight. Maybe I need to get out the mirror. Yeah. And some people are cool with just stepping out of the, the spotlight. But again, if you have a strong inner vision for yourself, the man you hope to be, I think that's what helps you transition into this new process of. I know I was the man in this sta uh, stage of life, but in order to become the man that I want to be, I have to transition into a new phase where I might not be the guy, I might not be the coolest, but I have to go through those growing pains. Yeah. Yeah. And with that too, like it's okay to start over. I think a lot of people they're like, okay, I'm in, you know, I'm in tech or I'm in, I'm doing something that I hate. Well, now I'm stuck. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? No, you're not stuck at 21. Like you're yeah. really not. It's okay. I remember when I was younger, my dad used to tell me like, Oh, you know, you're 18, you're 19, you're 20. Oh, you still got like six lifetimes to live. And I never really understood what he was saying until I'm now that I'm getting a little bit older. Man, like, you know, if something doesn't work out, it's okay to just start over. Mm -hmm. I know, you know, it might suck for a couple of years. You might have to move back home. But, yeah. man, you'll be so happy you did. And then you'll get to where you want to go a little bit quicker just by starting over. But if you're in something you hate, you're just wasting your time. You 100%. Know? No, that's so. good, you know. And, and, and that's – and that um, – that whole idea is really what stood out the most to me when I was just even thinking about having this conversation is that, you know, so many guys are, like you said, they're stuck, mm -hmm. you know, and then so many guys also regress because one of the points I wanted to share was at 25 years old, a lot of my friends, I played football in college, they were in the NFL. You know, uh, and so a lot of them, you know, yeah. kind of that comparison. Yeah, yeah, you know, they were they were doing well. The girls were there and not with me, you know, <laughs> and, and and so. I felt bad. And so but when you think about this, think about basketball players, athletes, and um, rappers and musicians. Most, most of them, their prime is in their early 20s. Yeah. Most of them, their career span is in their early 20s. Mm -hmm. There's not that many rappers, when you think about it, who were more popping in their 30s than mm -hmm. they were in their 20s. There's not that many athletes who are better in their 30s than in their 20s, besides quarterbacks, obviously, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So, LeBron James, sorry. Yeah, I mean, there's always outliers, And so, when you think about the average lifespan of an athlete, three to five years, I'm curious, the average lifespan of a rapper. But when you think about that, if you, if you leave school at, let's say, 22 years old, three to five years by 27, you're done with that field. Yep. Yeah. Then what happens is, that income you were bringing in is now gone. Mm. And now where are you going to supplement that income? Mm. Where are you going to supplement that lifestyle? Now where are you going to go? So a lot of them, 
Now the hard part is they have to go backwards. You know, a lot of my friends right now, they're coaches. No disrespect to them, mm -hmm. but they're coaches mm -hmm. making like 70, 80. Mm -hmm. But when your lifestyle for three to five years was one million. Yeah, that's a yeah, big man. job. And right. you're having to go back yeah. to 70, 80. And now this is part of a, now the fun conversation. Because yeah. what I've noticed yeah. is this. <laughs> when it comes to the girls who are dating them, mm -hmm. the lifestyle that most guys could give you in your 20s they can't give it to you in their 30s anymore, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. because a lot of these rappers and athletes, they made their money in their early years. Now, in their 30s, there's not many men, especially in the black community, who have million dollar salaries. Think about that million dollar salaries. What jobs give people million dollar salaries? Chris? Sales. Sales doing yeah. what? I mean, you yeah. any finance. Yeah, it I mean, could be real estate, estate, real estate sales, anything yeah. sales wise, yeah. depending on what it is. Medical so device yeah. sales, yeah. Uh, yeah. sometimes pharmaceutical you sales, sales. Like you can, you can any, do it. Any, anything high though. ticket. You, you yeah. have to be in high but, ticket no, sales. But that's like five yeah. years into a career. Yeah. That's yeah. not yeah. year yeah. one or year exactly. two. Exactly. No. So, yeah. like like Joe said, it's it's high ticket, more luxury. You're you're the top of the top, and you don't get those entry level jobs doing that. When you first think about, you've been playing sports your whole life or doing music, and I can get into sales and then. No, you have to work your way no, there. You have to work your way. You know there. the guys who are there; they've been working their way for there for a long time. They have experience. They have too. experience yeah. there. So, like Eric said, you have to start over. So, what I started seeing was, what happened was the girls would date them in their twenties, and that's the lifestyle they got used to. And then now in their thirties, when they wanted to settle down, mm. they couldn't find many guys who could give them that same lifestyle. Because now all those usually women don't want to date twenty year old boys anymore. Mm -hmm. Now in their thirties, they want to date men in their thirties and up. And there's not that many men making right. that amount of money. Yeah, I mean it's a it, it, it's a it's a tough situation. Yeah, I right? mean I think we've talked about this before, like off camera, you know. But when there's a woman and you know she's dating an athlete, you know, and they break up, where does she go from there? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Most women don't want to go backwards. You know what I mean? And we're kind of starting to see a lot of this hypergamous type of relationships come, which is fine. But, you know, for a lot of guys who are in, like you said, in their 20s, um, who aren't athletes, rappers or, or actors or whatever the case is, you know, a lot of those girls don't want them after they've experienced a certain thing. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like if you go find out, you go to a five star restaurant. Now, you know what that tastes like. You don't want McDonald's. It just it just mm -hmm. doesn't hit the same. So. Yeah. That's something that uh, <laughs> that we've seen a lot of. Yeah. You know? Now, one thing I will say, too, because I think this is also another side of the equation, because I think it, it really forks into two different um, roads. Right. Mm -hmm. So to Eric's point, you have uh, the woman who may get exposed to a certain lifestyle. Now she's locked in mm -hmm. to that lifestyle for the things that it provides. The other option, which eh, sometimes happens, but it does happen is you have women who are exposed to that lifestyle and are repulsed by it because of the pain that it brings, because of the lack of attention that it brings. And they realize that, wow, this isn't maybe what I thought it was cracked up to be. And a lot of times the women that I, I see that generally take this other route typically come from areas or family where they have money already. Mm -hmm. So because they have money already, there isn't necessarily a sense of loss or an inability of feeling like they won't be able to get to that place of security themselves or that they won't be taken care of. Um, and that's kind of the two roads that I, I, I typically will see mm -hmm. with women when they encounter certain situations like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now, that's, that's interesting because, uh, like, to, to that latter road, it's, it's still the sense of 
because dad will be able to take care of me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. He, he's still, someone is still going to supplement that lifestyle in yeah. some way, shape, or form. Because no disrespect to women making their own money. There's not many human beings who are making million dollar salaries. Mm-hmm. There's not many human beings yeah. who walked, who's lived on this planet. Yeah. Who's making eight hundred thousand dollars a year? Like it's just, it's just, yeah. it's just not a yeah. normal experience. People don't touch that in a lifetime. Exactly, you know what I mean? so, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And so, and so, I I initially thought about that, and I then I thought about like it's kind of an encouraging message in a in a weird sense for the young guys because as you get older, now things change if you're doing the right things. Yeah. Unfortunately, a lot of my NFL friends. It's like once you've been out of the league for so long, you're not really associated with the league anymore if you don't have the money. You know, mm-hmm. you might have the little badge thing, mm-hmm. but you're five, six years out of the league. Yeah. You don't have any money anymore. Oh, yeah, you played five years ago. That was eight, ages ago. Mm-hmm. So now you see a shift in now the attention is here. You know what I mean? Now the uh, the adoration is here. Now the women are here. Now this me is here, meaning you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here, baby. <laughs> <laughs> nah, you know what I mean? Like, oh to, the, to the guys who've been putting in the work, but obviously yeah, me yeah, yeah. as well. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so that, so the guys right now who are upset at where, at what they're not getting, the tables are going to turn really quickly. Yep. And then it's going to be your turn if you're putting in the work. You know, are you going to be there? Oh, man. Are you I be mean, ready? that. That, to your point, that is very true. I mean, I, I vividly remember actually a couple situations um, or a situation in particular in college, right, to where there there was a woman that I was kind of dealing with and she ended up kind of going with an athlete mm-hmm. and circle back, you know, <laughs> a few years later. <laughs> yeah, and now yeah. it's like, hey, <laughs> what's up? And at this point, it's like, what, this doesn't even make sense because I'm in a completely different space. Like yeah, the yeah. space I was in now, that actually would have been prime time for that situation to happen. But yeah. now it doesn't you're, make you're sense. Six. It, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not. No, no. <laughs> I didn't say that. <laughs> I didn't an say adjustable that. six. Right. But, adjustable. But, no, but, but I mean, it's interesting because now it's like, okay, you know, this guy's not in the league. And now you're like, wow, well, let's see what Joseph's doing. Mm. And at this point, it's like that that situation doesn't make sense to me. Mm. Right. Yeah. So there, there is this degree of, man, when you stay patient, the things that are meant for you will come. Right. And that's why I think even, you know, to like our first our, it was like the first second we were talking about, man, just staying focused and, and dialed in on your purpose because everything else will come as a symptom. Right. And the more I think that you're dialed in on that, you begin to kind of ooze that out. So naturally, you're going to begin to attract people that are attracted to you because your strong sense of purpose and because of your direction, because a lot of see. And there's another thing. Right. A lot of people move fast and they confuse speed with direction. Mm. So they're doing a lot of moving around, but they aren't going anywhere. You know what I mean? And, and it's interesting to see a lot of friends and, and you and you know can touch on this as well. But when you look at them a year from now, two years from now, they tend to be in the same place. Mm. And I think it's very big when somebody can see movement and actual forward direction visibly in a person's life because that's something that a lot of people lack. You know, they kind of just, it's almost like they allow life to be an ocean and they just get carried wherever the wave takes them, right? Mm, they don't build a ship. They don't get the sailboat. Mm. They don't start trying to go to an island. They mm. just allow, They just put the life jacket on and they just float. Yeah. And when you can become kind of like this, you know, the captain of your own ship per se, people start wanting to get on board. Yeah. They're like, oh, wow, he, 
Oh, yeah, it's a ship. Yeah. I want to get on an island too, right? Yeah, like, yeah. And, and they start trying to get on board. So. Now you like water. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. No, that kind of reminds me of like, you know, you're growing up, you always hear like uncles are saying, man, leave the women alone. They'll be there. Yeah. But like, that's like the truest thing that they could have ever said because we live in such a, what can you do for me now, mm-hmm. you know, type of society. And, you know, going back to, to what you were saying about being on your purpose, man, um, or just doing the right thing. You know, well, also when I learned to only pay attention to things and only do things that serve me, mm-hmm. that's also when my life changed. You know, smashing a bunch, you know, that doesn't, that doesn't serve you, especially at a certain point in life. You know what I mean? So when you only start practicing things that serve you, do the right thing, treat people, treat people the right way, man, things really start to kind of work out for you. And like Joe said, it takes time, mm-hmm. right? Like I said, we live in such a, what can you do for me now type of, uh, type of world, but man, leave that stuff alone, do what you're supposed to do, and things always tend to fall into place. That's what it comes back to, just putting the work in and just having that long-distance mindset, Mm -hmm. you know, and and stop looking, you know, left and right and comparing yourself to people that may seem like they have or doing better, might be on different (laughs) speed, (laughs) might be going to different places. You know, I I think that's extremely important. Hopefully, the men that are watching this are grasping that, you know, and it's something that, is very key, you know, to a man's life to really understand that and realize, like, one, you do have to put the inner work in. Like, mm-hmm. that's just point blank. Yeah. Like, because you can put all the outer work and you can get, you know, the money, success, the businesses, all that stuff, but there's a lot of people that just struggle, you know, with mm-hmm. themselves. Depression, suicide rates are going up. All that stuff still has to get dealt with. It would mm-hmm. never go away if you have millions of dollars. Mm-hmm. It would never go away. So I think just working on themselves is something that they need to start mm-hmm. off with first. Pete. And then once they get that, you know, that plan of, and once you build that, you get that endurance. And I think that's yeah. what we're really trying to build endurance, is men that have endurance. <laughs> yeah. Not in that sense. <laughs> <laughs> that's your Pete, problem. No, I didn't say. <laughs> man, people only post their accomplishments on Instagram. Yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? Exactly. They, what, what did Drake say? They, yeah. they scream my failures yeah. and they whisper my accomplishments. But that's so true. Yeah. You know what I mean? People will yeah. make sure they tell people when you fail. Yeah. But they don't want to tell people when you when you win, you know. So you, you know what else, man? I, I think it just goes back to like you have to be willing to pay the price for the prize. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's really funny because I remember when I was looking for my spot, right? Spot that I have now. And I remember I was trying to get like, you know, the floors of the windows with the, you know, with the certain type of, you know, stand up shower, with the certain type of floors. And I kept realizing that I was trying to go cheap. Mm-hmm. Right. Because every spot I was going to that had everything I wanted it was a little bit ex- uh, expensive. And I was like, ah, well, I don't want to pay that much. But what I eventually ended up finding out was the only way to have exactly what I wanted is I had to pay the price. Mm. And no matter how much I tried to, you know, cut the corners, you know, try to get it, you know, the spot wouldn't be in a good area or, you know, it smelled like a lot of foreign substances <laughs> in the building yeah, 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 or yeah, yeah. You, you know what I mean? It just, there was always something wrong when I tried to take the shortcuts and it wasn't until I kind of settled in and just, you know, bit the bullet and said to myself, look, Joe, in order to have exactly what you want for this to match up with your vision, you have to be willing to pay the price. That's when it finally set in. Like, okay, look, you know, just yeah, yeah. sometimes you got to do it. Right. Yeah, yeah. And that's what it is. I mean, you can't cheat the process. You have to be willing to pay the price to get what you want. Yeah, yeah. Who's your neighbor? Uh, let's, 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 yeah. We're not gonna throw out any names right Rick now. Ricky! <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh man. man. But no, no. 
This guy. Yeah. Chris, Chris oh is funny. Yeah. So. But but yeah. So I think that that that's the message. You know, um, yeah. I, it's hard when you're young and you don't see it. But you know, one of one of my challenges to everybody is think think to who's the coolest guy right now. Mm-hmm. You're in high school. Who's the coolest guy in high school? You're in college. Who's the coolest guy in college? Your young adult. Who's the most popping guy? And then just write their name down, and then just be like, I'm gonna check up on him in five years. Mm. Mm. And what 99% of people are gonna see is that guy who got that short-term success right there will not be here in five years. And then Mm. look at where you'll be in five years. And so, like I said, it's difficult, it's challenging because it's so much easier to compare than to look to the future. Mm. But if you guys can have that marathon mindset, if young guys can take it, understand what we're saying, see how far we've come, mm-hmm. see that we're trying to now give you information. Because the beauty about your journey is that, you know, Joe and Eric, Chris and I, we're giving you all the tools that we learned along the way. Yeah. So our five-year journey should really be like two and a half for you. So that's why it's important to go on Joe and Eric's Patreon, sign up, and get all the free game. That's why it's important to sign up for, you know, the manhood course and get all this free game. Because all these things are now going to help you shortcut the process in a positive way. Because all the mistakes that we learned, you won't have to learn them because you learned them through us. And so I think this was a great episode. I think hopefully a lot of guys will learn from it. But like Chris always says, and like I always say, life is a marathon, not a sprint. Amen. And that's what that's what wisdom is. Yeah. <laughs> do what you have to do now, so you don't have, so you can do what you want to do later. Yeah, that's man. the biggest thing. And so every guy, like like I said, man, you want to be Tom Brady. You want to be forty three years old and literally having the best time of your life, the most. That success. man is having fun. Yes, what could walk? The way that boy is walking beautifully. <laughs> you know, that's the life you want to live. You do not want to be 21 and then be like, those were the good old days. Yeah. Yeah. 18, those were the good old Ooh. days. For a lot of people, that's the truth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's tough. So, my Thank name is Hafiz. Chris, the star of the show, baby. <laughs> and we're joined by... Eric Harrison. And Joseph Hines. So, like I said, guys, make sure you sign up for my brother's Patreon account. One more time, what's the Patreon account? Patreon is patreon.com slash Harrison and Hines. Yes, indeed. If you want the man of the course, you know the link is in the description below. Thank you guys so much. And have a great day.